So the druid made the DM uncomfortable by asking him to lick the mind flare's toes again. So session's canceled. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another fun edition of the session's canceled podcast. I am unfortunately your host again. It's Matt. What's up? I'm here with the goons as always. Sam. Uh, Matt, I, I have to, I, you know, okay, look, I know we don't do video for these, but sometimes I wish we did because that made my face contort in a way that hasn't done in ages. I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> so I just want y'all to know, Matt told me about that, that he was going to use that as the opener yesterday. And uh, I, so I knew it was coming. Still funny. <laughs> Still hilarious. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, and, and Isaiah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I bring a fucking opener. I'm always laughing. Stupid <laughs> jokes. Isaiah is dead. He's deceased. <laughs> and Josh. Oh yep, yep. Hello. I am here. Holy fuck. Uh, so, and, and like all my terrible jokes, you know, they're connected with today's featured topic, which are. I don't know about all. That's a bold statement. A little bit. Are, which I, I feel like today, gentlemen, I really, the last few weeks, I've been really getting my, you know, my mind really fixated on feats. Why do you like feet so much, Matt? I listen. Stop man, talking we, about we, toesies. We we do not kink shame here at the sessions canceled podcast. <laughs> you know, if you're into feet, you know, connoisseur, <laughs> you like the mind flare toesies, then y'all no. good on you. You can. <laughs> why are you like this? Like, like I'm like. I'm the, the generation of the know. generation, but why the fuck are you like this? <laughs> right. Well, no, hold on. But like, what do they look like? This though, is Matt? some really chaotic. Oh, I, I, I've posted pictures of. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They're, they're, they're not, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not great. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. Yeah. Me not and Matt. Oh. Me and Matt had a bit of a discussion whether mind flayers even have toes, and there's not a lot of evidence, but it seems to be yes. But they're like weird webbed, like fingy reptile toes. Right. You guys remember the the Baldur's Gate three trailer where like the guy is turning into the, yes. the mind flayer? Yeah, the, the it's basically you know. His fingers elongate and fuse together. His toes do the same thing. So, and then oh. <laughs> I, extra toe. I, Ceramorphosis well, is one. a I fun time. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the words. Uh, We're not talking about mind flares today. Oh god, thank God. We just did. Uh, even though we did, yeah. We're gonna. We just did. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, feats like uh, why? Why are they good? Why are they cool? Sam, are feats cool? They can be. Depending on the feet. Okay, great. Well, that was the episode, guys. Oh, I'm we're glad say everyone. Feet a lot oh. in this episode, aren't we? Unfortunately, <laughs> we are gonna... <laughs> I really, no, I, gonna I'm like a little tense. disappointed. <laughs> I, Sam, I'm a little disappointed you didn't just after that pause go, feet cool. Yeah, oh <laughs> I was God. building it up there for it. So the so the problem is is that much much like monsters, uh-huh. there are monster cool. Uh huh. But I feel like feats in fifth edition at least are a mixed bag are they are one of two things they are a role play feat or the metagame feat <laughs> metagame <laughs> you get one of the uh, like you don't you don't get both you get one like sentinel that's that's pretty pretty top pick you know uh, oh you mean there's feats that are like just mechanically optimal. Just mechanically optimal. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, or 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 you know, you take a feat to give your character extra flavor, like chef. It's not mechanically yeah. optimal, but you do it because it's. Ooh. 
Right. I mean, it has a little bit of the mechanical benefit, like the little. It has a benefit, but I I think I think what Sam is saying is like there's the feats that you find in, you know, build guides on YouTube. And then there's the feats that are just like they're fun and cool and they do Mm -hmm. all of the feats in the game. Give you something, but some are a little, you know, higher. It's like like actor can be useful, but you're probably not going to see as much use of it as you would see like Sentinel. It's the same thing with like Piercer, Crusher. Like, I like those feats because personally, I think they should just be tied to the weapon in general or perhaps fighter. But, you know, they're they're feats. They they do a cool thing. They're not great because, you know, they require a little bit of extra finessing or a specific weapon type. And if your DM is a dirtbag and he doesn't give you the specific weapon that you need, then, you know, you're shit out of luck. Y'all remember the theologian feat? Same. No. The what? Oh, you don't Uh, remember theologian? It was in the UA feats for skills. Oh, I love that UA. Your extensive study of religion rewards you with the following benefits. You gain a plus one to your int to a max of 20. You gain proficiency in religion. If you already have it, you double it. You learn the thaumaturgy and detect evil and good spells. And you can cast that second, uh, the actual detect evil and good once per day without using the spell slot. That's it. Right. Oh, well, uh, so what wait, they ended are, up doing are, with. Are, oh. are you saying that's bad or it just doesn't then do a whole lot? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those. I took this because it's fun and flavorful, not because it's optimal. Right, right. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, I don't don't even really care about optimal because there are like there are some feats that I like that aren't optimal at all. They're just like cool to have. Uh, That's what I mean. That's why I said there's the two categories. There's the optimal, and then there's the, I like this. (laughs) This is great, but I like this, you know? Yeah, no, I I, I totally get you. I just think that one's particularly funny because it just doesn't do a whole lot. It's like you have the one barbarian. It's like, I know Paul, our master, is is great, but I like Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, well, one of the... Bad example because Lucky's pretty strong. Lucky yeah. is. I mean, Lucky uh, is very strong. I'm gonna get into I, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that. I I've had I've used Lucky and I never rolled higher than my original roll ever. Yeah, Matt, but that's that just, just you sounds being like shit. You, at, that's just yeah, you being seriously. an unlucky human being IRL. That's that doesn't True. mean the feat is bad. The feat actually. <laughs> oh, not, a lot of, some people ban the Lucky feat <laughs> because they I'm find it so aggravating. Cowards. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. It's just you know just randomizer the the feat. I love it. One of my favorite feats, personally, is a fade away for gnomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Your people are clever with a knack for illusion magic. You have learned a magic trick for fading away when you suffer harm. You gain the following benefits. Increase your dexterity or intelligence score by 1 to a max of 20, and immediately after you take damage, you can use your reaction to magically become invisible to the end of your next turn or until you attack, deal damage, or force someone to make a saving throw. Once you use this ability, you can't do so again, so you finish a short or long rest. I love that one. So it's just, uh, it's, it's just the, it's just the, the meme where the guy throws up the peace sign and opacity fades away. Hell <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. It's the, it's the <laughs> button, and I, I, I love that, that shit. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I didn't know about that one. That's a good I'm, one. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I, I fucking love racial feats. I think racial feats are awesome. 
Same. And uh, yeah, we should like have a massively expanded racial feats handout yeah, or nice. something that comes out. Like I it, agree. You think they would have done that with the Toma? Or no? What's the new Morning Canaan book? Morning Canaan uh, presents Monsters of the Multiverse. Yeah, yeah, that thing. You you figured they would have done that in that book, but they oh, didn't. as as an aside, if it wasn't apparent, this is just gonna be all five e all five all day long for this episode. So well, uh, well, not, get you I mean, get your butts ready. Well, because I, I, mean, I do want to talk a little bit about like you know because I I do have some stuff from like a little bit of third edition, but like also hmm. I have the four e player handbook here. And I'm looking through a lot of the feats because I, I do have some questions I want to generally ask you guys. I, and mostly this topic kind of started for me with recently the Dragonlance revised UA on Arthurkana came out. And mm. in that they did something really interesting where it's like, all right, so we're going to give people a free feat of level one and a free feat of level four. But they were heavily curated lists. Okay. So, and that got me thinking about feats in general and kind of on this topic. But like. I figure we can go into that, you know, a, a little later in the episode and just generally like, you know, what, what, what kind of what kind of feats do you like in, in your games or what's your favorite feats in D&D or 5e in general? So uh, uh, favorite real feats. quick, I have not seen the Dragonlance homebrew, uh, not homebrew, UA stuff uh, yet. You don't need to. So that'll explain. Right, it. right. It's fine. I could br- I could bring it up. I, I skimmed it briefly, I think. Um, it, I mean, it is worth pointing out, though. <laughs> every pretty almost every single role-playing game I have seen that has even a little bit of a of an emphasis on combat has a version of feats in some capacity uh, they will call it different things and give it different names but like so many games have the idea of feats it's kind of crazy it's a, it's a pretty universal thing yeah um, which I'll I'll let you start, Matt, but I'm sure I'll get into that at some point. Right. Well, because, again, most of my knowledge is just D&D in general. Oh, I know. Don't you worry, Matt. I'll learn you but, some things. There's, and there's then a lot going on. The one the little bit I played Pathfinder, which, oh, my God, like I have a list of like all the different Pathfinder feats and how they well, work. So and, yeah, I guess I'm just going to start. I guess yeah, I'm just it. doing this. So the thing about Pathfinder feats is Pathfinder doesn't treat feats the way 5e treats feats. Pathfinder treats feats more like huh, this is going to be one of those situations where you say a word a lot and then it starts to sound stupid. Mm-hmm. So feats is going to sound feet. real dumb by the end of this. Anyway, drink every um, time you hear the word feet. Yeah, right. No, God, don't do that. No. You'll be dead. You will don't die. do that. Yeah. Um, I don't care if it's water or alcohol. You will die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's eyes all shining. So Pathfinder, right? There's a couple layers I got to peel back here to make this point. So everyone buckle up. We might be this might be like a five minute rant, but a thing. Okay, so every every tabletop game has its like bread. I don't have a word for this, but it's like primary bread and butter, like central mechanic that it's like, this is what we base all of our cool shit on. Right. So and some games focus on it more than others. But every game has that mechanic where it's like everything kind of comes back to this mechanical focus, right? So to give you an example, 5e, it's the class system. Everything feeds back towards the class system when you're taught when you're dealing with like making specifically when you're, you know, when you're dealing with making characters, right? I'm mostly talking about this on the player side, every game having this focus. 
everything in the cla- in Ivy circles back to the class system, right? Like it all at the end of the day, that that is the focus of your character and what you've made. And within said class system is the idea of like features and level ups. So Pathfinder obviously also has the class system, but the bread and butter like uh, what are the there's a word they use in video games for this. It's like the showcase mechanic, I guess. That's the way I could put it. It's like, huh, like, okay, in Metal Gear Rising, the, the this mechanic was the cutting anything you want in any direction, right? It's always, there's always that one big mechanic in your game that's like, this is our thing. This is like our big selling point. Pathfinder, that's feats. Because the way Pathfinder treats feats is not like, they're not like these big crazy abilities that you get every couple of levels to like jump your character into like a new echelon of like power or whatever feats are like intrinsic to the level up process they're built into everything and they're they're handled more like a talent tree than feats in 5e also extremely important to think about before you take them yeah there's they're all about that build shit you do not base, you know, what feat you're taking off, uh, taking uh, off of like the the equipment you just got. No, no, no. You start. You basically go back from level. You plan 20. ahead a little, like uh, it, at least it a is, little bit. It is extremely important in yeah. so, Pathfinder to plan. So, like, it's that idea. So the the reason there's so many feats in Pathfinder is because feats are less. They're not. They're not like they are in 5e. They're more like talent trees type things where they're little they're little bumps here and there. They're little abilities you take along the way. And the game would like not really work without them. Whereas in 5e, feats are handled as like this is a big, cool power up you get every once in a while, but it is not intrinsically core to your character necessarily. Right. The thing that is intrinsically core to your character is your class features not feats, but the features. And that 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 becomes that, that's why it's like to compare feats in, in D&D and Pathfinder as they are right now is not really a fair comparison, because although they have the same name, they are not handled the same. They're not treated the same in terms of design is I, the point I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, another another example is Star Wars has feats but they call them talents and they are literally a talent tree that's part of your class essentially they don't call it a cl- they call it a uh, career yes yes right? I don't, yeah i think so it's been a, it's been a while since it's been a specialization I, yeah so mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that is sort of the feat equivalent in that game and again they're not like 5e they're things you get along the way as you go, and they're sort of a slow and steady drip, and they're not big jumps, and they are intrinsic to your character. And then we have Vampire the Masquerade, to give another example, oh. that has the disciplines, which are your vampire superpowers, but also essentially right. kind of like feet. And yeah. then Vampire also has advantage and flaws, which kind of, kind of get treated like a feat system too, in a way, right? Because... Some of the advantages and flaws are like, some of them are like, I have an NPC homie, but some of them are very specifically like, I have money for this thing. Or like, I, like my character had the thing where uh, I had the folkloric block where my character was afraid of crosses. That's essentially an anti-feat, right? 
and you don't have to take that. But it's cool. But it's cool. <laughs> and it's fun. It gives you stuff. And then we have Stars Without Number, which I believe Stars Without Number straight up just... Oh, no, that's right. Stars Without Number calls them foci. And Stars Without Number, they're a little closer to 5e in that your foci are pretty big, like, ability bumps. But you yep. get them on a pretty consistent basis. Like, every... It's like the one that allows you to just not die. Yeah, like, yeah. So one of my characters had an ability called Die Hard. I'm, actually, I'm looking at the sheet right here. You're surprisingly hard to kill. You can survive injuries or bear under stress that would incapacitate you, that would incapacitate a less determined hero. Level one, you gain two maximum hit points per level. This bonus applies retroactively. You automatically stabilize if mortally wounded by anything less than smaller than a heavy weapon. So like you can just get fucked up and you just like, I don't die. It's just, um, it's, it's so strong. So it strong. was very, it was a good ability. Uh, and it's also interesting because Stars Without Number has levels on their foci, so you can have level, I think most of them went up to e either two or three, so you could, like, you would be like, I have the foci, and I'm gonna double down on it and make it even better. And so you're yep. sort of, it'd be like if you took Sharpshooter, and then you took Sharpshooter at level two, and instead of a plus ten damage bonus, it became a plus fifteen or something like that. It, it was that kind of idea. I personally love the idea of upgraded like feats. Yeah. As long yeah. as there's a was, level requirement to them, because yeah. like obviously it can get very out of hand if it's like, it, yeah, I just like plus 15 damage to sharpshooter at level four. Like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to hit that often. But when you do, though, yeah. I mean, it was very yeah. I will say the way the folk I worked in Stars Without Number was super cool and like very fun for my players to take. Uh, and it made level ups pretty interesting. Like, for example, Sam's character had some foci that made him, like, better at flying the spaceship and better at building things, you know? So, like, there was lots of real good... And I know better at building things. How is that useful? That's super useful in Stars Without Number. Not necessarily useful in something like D&D, but very useful in Stars. Especially um, the way that I play my characters. Yeah, I mean, Sam games. used it a lot of the time to, like, rig bombs. Yep. <laughs> and, like, blow open, like, get into places... You know, like there was a lot of good tricks or like yeah. fix things that were out of commission. And then all of a sudden now it's a really helpful item. Like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good shit you can do with it. All that hoopla yeah. is basically just to point out that, yeah, feats are handled in lots of different ways and they might always have a different name, but it's a pretty universal concept, which is why I found it really weird when 5e first came out that they were afraid of feats. But they seem to have changed that. I mean, they were afraid of a lot of things with 5e because That's true. I mean, true. I, 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 I kind of blame that on the reception of 4e, honestly. Fair. Like, 4e yeah. was received very poorly. So, when they released 5e, it definitely feels like they were like, oh man, we better, we better not do the same thing. And, like, yeah, I get it. I played 4e. It was our first adventure together, Josh. Our first if you want to hear about that, go listen to episode row. one. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba -ba. I mean, I'd hope they'd listen to episode one before they got here. I wouldn't listen. I'd hope. <laughs> Is that that one yeah. listener just skips every other episode? I hope. I mean, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> they from episode I mean, two. Look, look, I don't know about you guys, but when I find a new show, I will listen to the most recent episode to give them the benefit of the doubt that the most recent one has is the best one. So that's kind of why I said that. But anyway. Yeah. That's a whole other I mean, I, still try to, I, I just try to listen to everything, honestly. It depends on um, how long it's been going. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If it's um, been going on for like 300 episodes, it'll be like, all right, yeah, we'll exactly. go 10 episodes back, but not that far. 
Uh, anyway, Matt. Well, we ain't at that point yet. I don't know. Take it back. I stole the show from you. Uh, no, that was good. Um, actually, I guess staying on the topic of fourth edition, uh, one of the things that I really, I really kind of like with fourth edition is the, I don't know. I, I kind of bounce my head back and forth on the prerequisites when it comes to feats, and it's like, should feats, mm. should all feats have prerequisites? Should some only? Like, I don't. So, I think so. Some, here, my my default answer there is definitely some. Here's 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 my here's my two cents. Uh, if you're gonna have prerequisites for your feats, one, make sure that they are attainable by most people unless it's racial. Two, it depends on the system, because five right. E, I don't think other than like racial, is very well built to have those prerequisites, because there's not a whole lot of character building besides your first like you create the character and then you pick the feats and maybe spells okay but what like about, about the? that's about question, as far as you go question yes. what about the pre-wecker what about the prerequisites for things like uh slasher crusher and piercer where the prerequisite is essentially just to have a weapon that does so that's that, that, that falls damage? under obtainable by all players Oh, okay. uh, yeah, right. Yes. I see what you're saying. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not anti prerequisite. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things where it makes sense, right? Like grappler oh, is one of them. Yeah. So like grappler and skulker have ability score prerequisites, which I'm right fine with. I don't think I have a problem with that inherently. Because niche protection, I think, is, is important. Yeah. Uh, and also because I think working within constraints can often make for interesting character ideas. So, yeah. 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 Um, I, I do. So, I, I will say something that was interesting is for the. Uh, what the fuck was it called, Matt? The Heroes of Crying? Crin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That. The Heroes of Crin thing, what was interesting is the, uh, the feats actually did upgrade. There were yeah. upgraded versions of a, of the Dragon Lance specific feats, and the prerequisite was obviously you have okay. to have the previous one. So yeah. those are interesting. Yeah, Wizards were have they've been uh, trying to do this recently, like with the was it the Strixhaven book came out. It's the background that gives you this you know Strixhaven initiate feat. Yeah, and then if you have the feat, you can take the next feat at level four, which is you know you get a mascot and a special friend and all that, and so. And I remember listening to an interview with Jeremy Crawford saying this, like back in older editions, they used to have these feats uh, that would stack and level up with each other, yeah. but they don't want to go nuts with it. So I think they're only going to have like a first level feat and a fourth level feat and just leave it at that. Because um, they don't want to yeah. like bog it down with like, all right, so there's a fourth level feat and an eighth level feat and then a tw- you know, 12th level feat. No, and it's like, no, all right, no. Yeah, fucking- yeah, 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 yeah. I would. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. I wouldn't. Yeah, don't go overboard with it. One one to three levels is fine. And every feat doesn't need it either. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because it, it, it definitely can get out of hand if you start getting like stacks on sticks. Yeah, but before that, too, I wanted to just still on the, like the, the four ye kind of deal because i like the idea that they have where it's like so you know you have the regular feats you have your racial feats but then they also break it down to like class feats so specific classes get specific feats they mm. also had it at different levels so like heroic paragon and epic 
where it's like these are the tiers of play these feats are for this tier this this these other ones are for this the more higher level tiers and then uh, the epic feats are like oh my god it's you know i don't think 20th level was the max level in fourth edition but the, no, just say epic is max level just so I, I don't know if, i think like, class feats are acceptable because it allows for more like niche stuff much like how what's the word i'm looking for uh, prestige classes were to i, I mean they're they're kind of covered in subclasses with the edition but prestige classes in third edition how they make certain things very niche is like i like the idea of a fighter being better at fightery things and being able to pick that or pick from a few of them that are outside of your subclass fighters a whole you know other topic that we're probably going to talk about very soon wink wink smile <laughs> yeah so like i don't think class feats are bad but then people might i mean in in fifth edition certainly people will confuse them with class features that's <laughs> bad bad time right because mm. they before tasha's came out they played around with this that, that ua which is where now we have certain feats that give you uh warlock invocations or meta magics from sorcerers and so it was taking certain class features and then turning it into a feat and just basically saying, all right, now anyone can have these specific features. Yeah, so that's I not what I, I mean by class feats. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just I, saying I'm in general, saying like yeah. Sam saying Sam saying feats that only that class can get. Like you can yep. only get this feat if you are a fighter, then you get this feat. Like that's it. Yep. Oh, I, I know. I'm just saying like just for 5e, that's what they kind of not exactly, but that's what they did. Uh, I mean, that, no, that is, they did do that in Tasha's. Yes, there's Eldritch Adept and Metamagic Adept. Like, the idea of... Well, real quick, idea real of quick. A, what, what do you guys think of those? Because I've, I've seen arguments on both sides of that being like, this is awesome. I like that you get to dip into it a little bit if you want to try it without having a multi-class or if you can't multi-class. And then there's people who are like, no, it destroys these protection. Where do you guys um, sort of sit on that? Because I've been thinking about that for a few minutes. It definitely doesn't destroy these protection. It doesn't no. give you that much. No, because it doesn't make you as powerful as the class Not even would be normally. But it definitely allows you to pick the certain feature that you want from the class without having to multi-class. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Yeah, yeah. I fall in the... I, I think it's okay. I don't think it's that bad. It doesn't like destroy any walls or anything. It, like you know, no. it, it's it's just like it's just like if you went to your neighbor and asked for a cup of sugar and they gave you a cup of sugar, you're not taking all of their sugar now, are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean to here for the sake of brevity, let me just I'm just gonna read out Eldritch Adept uh, just to kind of put us all on the same page and for anyone listening who doesn't know what the ability does. <clears throat> Studying occult lore, you learn one Eldritch Invocation option of your choice from the Warlock class. Your spellcasting ability for the Eldritch for the Invocation is Intelligence, Wisdom, or Charisma. Choose when you select this feat. If the Invocation has a prerequisite of any kind, you can choose that Invocation only if you're a Warlock who meets that prerequisite. When you gain a level, you can replace the Invocation with another class. When you gain a level, you can replace the invocation with another one from the Warlock class. So the Eldritch Adept one, you get an invocation from the Warlock spells or from the Warlock's invocation list. That is very small and not a huge deal. 
and I think totally fine to like let a wizard take the invocation where they can cast false life at will or whatever, you know, shit like that, right? Because here's the thing. So as far as the niche protection goes, you're only getting one little thing from the class. That's not that big of a deal. Also, and it lets you like, yeah, like you said, Isaiah, it lets you dip into the other class a little bit without having to multi-class. And also a lot of the crazier Eldritch invocations you have to be a warlock to have them because you have to have the prerequisite, right? Like, I can't take the the prerequisite that lets my find familiar, like, attack with a bonus action and become tougher and all that, like, the one, that Pact of the Chain one. I can't take that because it literally says prerequisite Pact of the Chain, right? So you can't even take the really crazy ones that make a warlock really a warlock anyway. So it's not dipping that hard into the niche situation. So yeah, I th- I think they're cool. They're good to like dip in. Also, it's if you're doing or like if you get the meta magic adept, right? You're like, oh, I'm a wizard, but the reason I'm a wizard is because my dad was a dragon and like my dad taught me magic, but I have a little bit of that dragony in me. So some of my I can kind of modify my magic because I'm like slightly more magical than normal. So you take meta magic object to like reflect that flavor. That's fine. It just gives you some more like bits to play around with. <laughs> it. Honestly, if anything, I would kind of like it if those feats gave you a little bit more than they do right now. So, yeah. Well, because I was thinking, what would you guys think of like a, a, like sort of upgraded versions of those? So it's like, what if, you know, you could do adept into like veteran or like or or what would it be adept into trained or something like that? E, sort of. Mm-hmm. But like, what if at some point it's like, oh, feet is it's like a 12th level feat for mystic arcana. And then it's like, you know, you have to be, you need total levels of 12. You need like maybe a stat requirement and then you could take like a higher class ability. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you want to go too high with because when you get into the higher levels in particular, that's really when a class has like some very strong, like identifying stuff about them. So I don't know if I'd want to like take Mystic Arcanum and give it to another class. That's a little like, uh, Right. Te- but what I what I uh, but what I think might be interesting is if you had meta magic adept, meta magic trained, and then like meta magic master, and it upgrades that particular feat a little bit. I think that might be interesting. Mm. So because because yeah. the meta magic adept one gets you two sorcery meta magics and two sorcery points. So what if you go now I'm meta magic trained and you get like four sorcery points, and then when you become meta magic master, you get like six sorcery points. You know just so you can kind of like yeah it's it's like a little mini multi-class i guess right and then if you just want to go straight sorcerer and take the feet then you're just yeah the well, you mega can double sorcerer. Down. right you can double that's the other thing which <laughs> un- unfortunately i'm sure a lot of people are going to use this to just double down which I, is I, like that's me i did that no, yeah, 100%. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did that with the Warlock one, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's an extra invocation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, s- I'm split. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? No, I don't think uh, so at all. I think, no. like, if you're doing, especially if you're doing, like, Battle Master, it's like, I just want all the maneuvers. I don't want to have to pick. I just want them all. And then Sam? you're like, all right, well, you can, like, I, you, I like, you can have them all. You're just going to have to burn, like, a, a very limited resource to get them all. And the player's like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. Awesome. Also, but that kind of leads into something that I was hold thinking on, hold about. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Sam, are you are you on that camp on that one? I I think doubling down is great, honestly, because it allows a class to really mm. like 
really excel at the thing the class does because you know if we're gonna have the ability to kind of dip without having to multi-class a person who doesn't multi-class should be able to go even harder in their class with these feats you know mm, yeah I agree. okay my initial my initial thought was no don't allow people to double down but yeah, I guess you're right. I guess there is kind of a reason. Now that I'm it's, especially cuz now that I'm thinking about it, oh yeah, I could take I could take meta magic adept on Haven and get more sorcerer meta magics, which are the best part of sorcerer. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yep. you have a point there. <laughs> I just wish there was one for monks. Like I feel bad. <laughs> what would you monks give? Monks kind of need more key. Oh. Mm. Yeah, if you give Keeve to make maybe do like a flurry of blows or maybe it gives you like a you know, maybe you could like use a key to do. That'd be kind of. That, I think the problem is that one's kind of hard. Now that I think about it, because it's like oh, you don't want. Yeah. You don't want to give them just like the the martial arts, but not like the martial arts in terms of combat, but like the cunning action aspect of martial arts, right? Which is you know the less interesting version of that thing. But then you can't give them a two attacks as a bonus action because they can't make one attack as a bonus action with an arm right, strike. Right. So I, I agree. I think there should be one for Monk, but I don't know how they'd be able to do that without like Devil. drastically revamping the way that combat works in certain aspects. Yeah, what would that look like? Because you can't just say, this gives you more key points because then only Monks oh. can take it and that defeats the point. So yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know what you would do with that one. Interesting thought. I don't know how it would work. <laughs> what else you got for us, Matt? Just gives you stunning strike. Just yeah, stunning just, strike. just stunning strike. Well, actually, I was going to say you you had a thought before uh, Isaiah. I didn't oh, uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts about giving feats as like downtime stuff? I, you've brought this up to me multiple times. and I'm oh. torn on it. I, I think you should have 100% be able to do it. So I feel like it depends on the amount of downtime. Because I feel, they do yeah, have rules it has, for it has training. To, it has to be hard, so right? It would have to be something. It, it would have to be something like you. You need to find a trainer first of all. Second of all, it should either be the length of training a skill, so you have proficiency in it, or armor or whatever, or double it, because it shouldn't just be given so freely that wait, you just wait. have it, but it should also be attainable. Double what? double the length of the training it takes or the time it takes to train for a proficiency which is 10 weeks oh oh yeah yeah okay um hmm yeah I i'm mean, not i'm also, mixed on i'm kind of torn on the trainer thing go on matt no i was just gonna say i'm mixed on it because like i because i think we've had this like offline conversation about it where it's like you know feats as rewards instead of like magic items and stuff like that could be cool or like uh, what's his name on YouTube? The the DM coach. He does these things called like bonus level up perks. And so when a player like levels up, he'll give them like a new, basically like a mini feat type of deal. And those are cool. And I feel like like you, if you want to be like really nice to your players, or you just or a player specifically like I can't, you know, they tell you about their build and they're like I can't wait to give get this one feat, but I don't know, it conflicts with the other things, and then they do something really cool in game. And then as a DM, you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just reward you the feat. Hmm. You know, so I think it's cool. But downtime training for it. I don't know why, but I'm I'm kind of mixed on that. I, yeah, I can't put yeah. it into a word where it's like, if I just 
train really hard. Um, I don't know what, what's a what's a good example of like a weird one with feet. I'll have a lot of health because I'm tough now. And you're like, all right. Well, yeah. I so mean, that, here's that, the, that does make sense, right? Like if you want to actually hold fit it. Go ahead. I have a couple of things. But well, go ahead. Because I was going to say, like, uh, for specifically for some of them, like you can make a very good argument that like sharpshooter could take you like six months or like three months of like nonstop training, right? Because what mm -hmm. all sharpshooter is, is the ability to get more is in flavor. It's the ability to get more accurate shots on a dime, right? Like you you don't have the time to like, you don't have to worry about being like, okay, I got to line the shot up to make it to shoot aim for the eye. Sharpshooter is basically like, you're just trusting the bow to do the work. Or sorry, it's, it's, it's you're more, you're doing more than just trusting the bow to do the work. Like you're, you're, you're setting your pace and all that. Uh, same thing for like magic initiate. Right, like the, I guess the idea of why you could argue that magic initiate is something that you could theoretically do alone is you're just doing cantrips, right? Like it, like the cantrips are supposed to be easy tricks that every wizard knows. So if you're, it's, it's the equivalent of like teaching yourself a magic 101 course, and right, you, can, right, yeah. you can only do it once a day because maybe you don't have mana or access to the weave or whatever you want to use for your magic system. Yeah, I ran out of blue I, juice. Yeah, there's no, okay. no, not the blue juice. So, I I got I can I, I got you, Isaiah. I'm about to hit you with a couple, okay. <laughs> right? So here's the thing. Yeah. So all right, problem number one. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna get a feat from downtime stuff, it needs to take a while, and I think it needs to be fairly costly, because mm -hmm. level ups. Right, because the the standard way to get a feat at the moment, right? Because there is no rule for feats outside of leveling up. The standard rule is I level up and I am foregoing something to get this feat, and I'm only getting it every couple of levels. So that's a pretty big time investment. So if you're gonna say, all right, we're gonna ignore the level up time investment, there has to be some other pretty hefty investment to do it on downtime, right? You can't just be like, all right, you train for a week now you have the tough feet like that's like you know you can't hand it out like candy right because that's just gonna get silly for a number of reasons so that's that's problem number one and sam had a good point there is the the rules for training to get to learn a language or a tool proficiency so you could modify those though the rule for that by default is like sam said it's 10 work weeks and then it's 25 gold per work week so 250 gold if you want to like learn how to use lock picking tool you know uh, thieves tools okay so maybe for a feat i would say 500 gold and 10 weeks or something like that or maybe i would just make it 20 weeks and keep the price the same you know something like that so there's that the next thing is the training the idea of training for some of the you're right isaiah for stuff like sharpshooter makes perfect sense for stuff like chef makes perfect sense i just cook for i just cook like an animal for 10 weeks and now i'm just a beast at cook makes perfect sense fey touched however when you get into some of them they get a little weird because fey yeah. touched is your exposure to the fey wilds magic has changed you that's not really a thing you can train right uh, um there's yeah, also I... there's also what's it called shadow t shadow touch Gosh which is the Shadowfell's magic has ch changed you. There's there's things like the telekinetic one, telekinetic and telepathic. Those are just, you just have the force essentially, you know, like, so some of them, the idea of training is a little iffy. And then 
And then also, do you allow training for racials? The racial feats? Right? That's another weird thing, because, like... I think it know, depends on the racial treat at that point. Uh, feet, not treat. Like, wood elf magic, right? Can you just learn wood elf magic? Maybe? You know? If you're just doing it at your table, this is not as big of a deal, because you can kind of adjudicate these sort of things on the fly at your personal table. But if we're talking about wizards implementing that as an official rule, they're going to have to take into account a lot of shit like this, you know? They are, yeah. It, I also think like you can because you do fam. have we, the lucky feet. How do you train the lucky feet? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, it's, it, it, I'm not against it wholeheartedly, but there's some roadblocks there. There are. But I think it's also worth bringing up. And this is not really a training thing, nor this is a, a, a on downtime situation. But it is worth noting that, like, I think a pretty easy way to sort of bring this over would be to just like jury rig the existing epic boon thing that they should oh, they talk about in the dmg about and just scale boons. it down because okay do you want to do you want to take over then wait hold on ah. quick question though i haven't looked at the ep oh we're losing sam to the yeah. internet goblins we are yeah I, that's why i was kind yeah, of hesitant to say anything what you can clarify this for me isaiah the epic boon shit is I, I my my understanding was epic boons are essentially handed out as big story moment rewards at higher levels. Yes. Okay. So are you saying give players feats for like big story things? Is that what you're getting at? You could, you right? Could you that. could be like, yeah. oh, the the let's what's a good feat. Uh oh, we'll do patch, we'll patch. do like shadow touched right like if you're uh -huh. if you're champion of the raven queen and you do something cool for the raven queen and she shows up and bonks you on the snoot and it's like shadow touched congrats bud and you're like oh cool i can just do shadow fell shit now Sick. you know yeah, or actually, you've like yeah i have an example there. from my my game uh my players uh they were hired by a wizard to go through this dungeon they went through the dungeon and afterwards he rewarded them with the magic initiate feat and he even told them, like, you don't have to pick, you know, wizard, because I think that's one of the options with magic initiate. But, you know, they just got the feet for free from for completing the dungeon and everything. And all mm -hmm. the players were like, oh, sick, extra spells. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Here, here's what I'll say on the idea of just like handing out stuff like that, handing out anything as a big story reward. I'm basically willing to do literally anything as a story reward. That kind of thing, like, I don't even consider that a... It's, like, not even a concern in my head to be like, oh, should I hand this out for the story? I don't know if I... No, if, if, if it makes sense to hand it out in the story, I'm going to do it no matter what. I don't give a shit. The kind of things that I'm talking... The, the thing we were talking about is the idea of handing out a mechanical reward for mechanical actions. That's where I start being like, okay, does this make sense? How are we going to do this? What kind of things do we need in place? But yeah, if it's like you go to the Shadowfell, you have a crazy scene where the Raven Queen takes you as her chosen and you have this the, the Shadow Touch feet, I'm 100% fine with doing that. That is totally cool. Like, go to town on that kind of shit. Mm. I mean, yeah, doing it in that fashion. It's But what you're talking about, Isaiah, where you're saying... 
training feats on downtime. That is mechanical thing with mechanical reward. That is a situation where I, I where I want to like uh, think about it a little bit more. You know what I mean? So I'm not anti the concept, but yeah, I, I think I, it, I'm a little more hesitant in that regard. Fair enough. I mean, I like for me personally, I don't see I've seen it be done. And to be fair, the parties that I've been in that have done it do not go buck wild and try to get feats every two seconds. Like there's this sort of understanding of like, I am letting you do this. Be very careful about how you approach this because I can just take this feature away. And it's pretty much always gone pretty well. You know, people like right before like a big encounter, someone's like, oh, can I try to learn magic initiate in case I need to like cast prestidigitation to wipe the blood off myself or like doing a heist or something like that. And then the GM has either been like, okay, like roll to see if you find a teacher, roll to see if they'll even try to teach you. Do you have the money to pay for it? Are you willing to take points of exhaustion? And you sort of have like this, this contractual back and forth. Yeah. Mm. And it's worked really well. So how would you do it in your game, Isaiah, if a player is like, all right, we've got a certain amount of downtime. There's nothing else going on. I want to learn this feat. Can I like I want to do it? What do I got to do? Huh. Like, so, how do you? It's funny that you say that because I do actually do it in my game. Um, okay. So in my game, I, I basically have to say this every time I bring up my game. My game is not standard 5e. It's based in the post-apocalypse, po- the post-apocalypse, and there's no magic. So I have invented these things for my game called learner's manuals, which are they're kind of like the the tomes. I think they're called the magic item where it's like if you read this tome for X amount of time, you gain like an ASI. Uh, it's the same thing. It's a one use item. And then the, the book, for whatever reason, just turns to dust and you can learn a feat and the players can find them or buy them or, you know, trade for them, whatever you want. And then they get that feat if they train enough. It reminds me of the Fallout magazines that exactly. you would find all over. Yeah, yep. yeah. that's exactly Matt, I what I was thought thinking. you were going to say. It reminds me of the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good reference. Jolly Good reference. Um, just, so mm. so you're so you, you hand them out as like items, essentially, and then they have to spend some time with said item. Yes. OK, that's that's not a bad way to do it. If have I you would, done it with you? You said ASIs, but have you done it with straight up feats? Well, that's what I was saying is that the way that the magic item is done in 5e is that it's ASIs, but I do it with feats. Oh, oh, oh OK. I, I didn't okay. hear that for some reason. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, the skill books. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, right, so I, I Sam, have done it and it does I, work. But if I was going to do it in a standard fashion, you know, despite what I said about not necessarily needing a trainer, I would say I would say you don't need a trainer for most feats. Uh, obviously, there are some caveats like Lucky. But if you get a trainer and you're willing to fork out some extra cash, you can expedite the process. That's how I would do it. But obviously, because I, I agree, feats can be very powerful. You obviously can't make it easy, right? Like it's it, you can't make it fucking like redo ridiculously hard but it can't be like a oh yeah i'd walk up to jerry the battle master and he's gonna teach me some maneuvers in the next two days it's like no that's not how it's gonna work so you're saying 20 weeks to learn the tough feat 10 weeks if you fork over 200 gold and learn from the bar brawler bob 
Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And potentially faster if you, based on like some rolls that you do, right? If it's like, like, okay, we're gonna make this a basic skill check. If you fail all three times, it's gonna take you the full time, even with the extra money you paid. If you can get at least two successes before you get to two failures, uh, three, three failures, then you might get like, it'll be like the normal amount. Or if you maybe, sorry, if you like do it completely, it'll be the normal amount. If you like natural 20 in one of your rolls, you could probably cut it in half by another third. So you speak of the countdown clocks. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So you could probably potentially it reduce is. it from 20 weeks to like seven weeks, which, you know, that would be fantastic for the player. And okay. not that much extra work on, you know, the DS part. Okay. Okay. Sam, what were you going to say yep. about Epic Boons? I, so I always forget about them because they're Same. like, they, well, the, the biggest problem with them is that they're supposed to be level 20. Uh, yeah. Things. I think that there should be like lesser versions of Boons. Uh, instead of epic, or just like okay boons instead of epic yeah, boons. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Average like, boons. In, uh, <laughs> in, in Avernus, there are... Oh, God, I'm dying again, aren't I? Hell yeah. In Avernus, there were boons that the devil could give you. I think they were literally called devilish boons. The charms. And I, oh, yeah, devilish charms or whatever. And, you know, I was like, okay, all right, that's cool. I'm going to give one of these to a player. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be the agent of one of the, you know, well, some kind of devil, at least. I, I, Isaiah and I, we hashed it out. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but charms are different than boons, right? Because charms no, they are, are temporary they are, usually. No, they are no. they are literally directly compared to boons. Yep. Huh. I always uh, thought charms were specifically like... You know, you do be. this and they work like a certain amount of days. But you're or... thinking so the charms in the DMG, yes. Uh, those were yeah, those, those are different than the charms that were in Avernus. Yeah. Mm, and okay. also you, you might be thinking of like the Chewinga can give you the little charms. Maybe, yeah. What was I gonna say? It is worth I... noting though that the, the charms in, in things like Avernus, they're not temporary in the sense that they will wear off, but they are temporary in the sense that if you do not have the charm on you, because it's an item, then you can't do the thing. Like, I know Paz's charm was to, like, speak and read and write all languages. If he didn't have the necklace with him, he wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff. Right, right, right. Okay. I And it does, that stuff does create some funny situations. Like, when you're like, yeah, they'll never be able to speak, like, what, deep speech. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn yeah. around and you're like, hey, how you doing? I heard yeah. what you said. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> a very, Did very you awkward mind flare shows up. In a different language. <laughs> you called a bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah it would have it would be nice if there was um some sort of yeah because like why aren't there some, many feeps some, come to think i don't of it. i don't i don't know but like so I, I posted two of the ones that really caught my eye my favorite being the yeah. boon of skill proficiency which just gives you proficiency in all skills like, yeah, that's just wild it's pretty wild. ridiculous you're like, like, I'm just good at everything. I'm just like, really good fuck? at everything. Why? Because I did a quest and you're like, excuse because me? Because God said yes. Yeah. And then like, there's the boon of recovery, which just lets you recover half your hit points. And I was, like, my first thought was, wow, if a barbarian had that, they would just go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> pretty it's much. It's just like, I, I mean, when you have resistance to damage, you're basically doubling your health pool. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. 
And then when you, when uh -huh. you use Boon of Recovery in tandem, you're just a god. You know, you're just, you are just very, very beefy boy. Ugh. I think yeah. there's another one that increases your health by 40 as well, which is like, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the one, the Boon of Fortitude. Mini, yeah. mini boons and mini feats would be nice. And it's kind of funny too, right? This is the part that's really like, all right, this is where it gets stupid, right? Because you're like, oh, there's no mini, there's like no mini feats. And then you kind of think about it. And it's like, actually, there are, they're just not labeled as such, right? They're all lumped in the same bag. But when you think about it, there are some feats that are just not as good as other feats. And they kind of are like actor, right? The actor fee is Why not did you say actor that like that? Actor. I'm an actor. Actor. Because I'm an actor. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> good question. <laughs> because acting is a fine and beautiful art passed down to the generation. I don't know. Anyway. Armstrong generations. Uh, what? Yeah, the Armstrong generations. Exactly. It's like you look at the actor fee and you're like, this is not real. Like, it's a feat mechanically speaking but in terms of its like usefulness compared to other feats it's kind of a mini feat right so it's like stepping into that flavor versus yeah exactly why didn't uh, they mark them as such optimal there we go yeah I, yeah like I imagine imagine if you would every two levels you get a mini feat and then every four levels you get a feat feat mm -hmm. You know, or well, something isn't that like what that. Feet, feet. Pathfinder kind of does with like this it's like uh, is it either skilled feats or something where it's like you get a they specific racial feat at two levels and then the adventure um, big feat at like three or four, like six levels. Again, I'm feats not are going so to really comment because I'm so far. Like, I literally have not looked at Pathfinder for like been a hot minute. Yeah, at right. Least well, half that's, a year. So, so that's why it kind of reminded me when you're saying it. It's like, oh, why not? You know, a mini feat every like, you know, shorter distance levels. And it's like, I think that's kind of what Pathfinder does. So again, though, the way Pathfinder handles feats is so different that it's not like it's kind of hard to compare. It's weird because so you might be thinking of I don't know about first edition. I've only really got I've only really looked at second edition. You might be thinking of the class feats versus the skill feats. Maybe, Maybe that might be mixing it up. Yeah, so so Pathfinder kind of cuts them up. They have like class feats, skill feats, and general feats. Oh, and they have ancestry feats too. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. Maybe that's why, yeah. Pathfinder kind of chunks them away. So like fighter feats, right? If you're looking at a fighter, I'm looking at the fighter page. If I look at the fighter feats, the fighter feats are kind of like what would be a class feature in D&D. But then the general feats are a little closer to feats in D&D. And then ancestry feats are kind of like the, you know, the abilities you get from your race in D&D. And then I'm skill feats. I don't really know what I'd compare. They might be kind of like a proficiency thing. I'm not really sure. Um, I think that's what they are. Yeah, so, more so like crazy. So that might be that might be what you're thinking of in terms of how they're broken up because yeah they're broken up by very distinct things uh which is interesting and a cool idea but definitely something you would need to do from the bottom up and not something that would work like probably not a thing i mean almost certainly not a thing you could just graft on to the game as is so yeah mm. um, i mean you would have to 
you'd have to do some restructuring your feats in general you'd to have, to have stuff lot. like that work. Yeah. I sorry. I just looking through the the list of boons again. I the boon of immortality just completely dicks on any of the classes that have the level twenty uh-huh, uh-huh. like feature of <laughs> you're immortal. Yep. It's just like Which I think it's only the monk and the druid. Monk and druid. Right? Yeah. Have, have yeah. you seen? Uh, so one of my personal favorites is the epic boon of peerless aim. You can give yeah. yourself a plus yeah, 20 to a ranged attack roll you make. You can use, <laughs> once you use this boon, you can't use it again until you finish a short rest. Oh my gosh. Can you just, yeah. just, can you just imagine you're like, LOL, LMAO, LMAO, <laughs> can't oh miss. I, you take sharpshooter, you use your boon, you're still at a plus like 15. Yeah, oh, it's so dumb. So clarification. The skill feats in Pathfinder are literally tied to the skills. So you have athletic skill feats, arcana skill feats, deception skill feats, diplomacy skill. So they're literally tied to a to skills. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they're like yeah. it'd be like if you got feats for your proficiency, mm-hmm. which is right. interesting. And then general feats are the ge- general feats in Pathfinder are the closest you're gonna get to the fi- the mm-hmm. way five E's kind of doing them at the yeah. moment. Okay. So that's what I mean. That's what I meant where like Pathfinder uses feats as its like primary mechanic. They've baked it into everything in the game. You know, so it's it's a, it's such a different thing. It's cool and interesting, but yeah, you can't really compare them because the way they handle it in Pathfinder is so different. Oh my god. There's one there's an epic boon that gives you another ninth level spell slot. <laughs> yes. Hello. No, the boons are there are uh, some like, that are like, okay, that's kinda alright. Then there are some that are like boon of invincibility when you take damage from any source you can reduce that damage to zero yeah can you can you <laughs> just imagine fucking... if the elder if the fucking great worm just looks at you and says dolet and it just blasts you as hard as it can and the smoke clears and you're there like not today fuck boy you just that, that's also on a no, short I don't rest think I by will. the way I don't think I will <laughs> exactly it's literally like a short rest too yeah it's 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 great also if anyone's uh, out there running epic level games good good on you man good good, yeah, you're good, good on you yeah yeah um you're a oh, stronger so, person than i to really to like drive home my point um and to to like i think this will clarify what i was saying nicely so you know how we have battle master fighter which has maneuvers mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot of the fighter feats in pathfinder are essentially just maneuvers <laughs> Right. Well, same in fourth so edition, like some for, of the feats. Yes, like exactly. Action Surge was a fighter uh-huh. feat. So like fighter, one of the fighter feats, power attack. You unleash a particularly powerful attack that clobbers your foe and leaves you a bit unsteady. Make a melee strike. This counts as two attacks when count apl- when ca- calculating your multiple attack penalty. If the strike hits, you deal an extra die of weapon damage. I'm pretty sure the fight the fighter in D has that exact ability it's just uh you get your superiority dies the extra damage so yeah that's what i mean like stuff that's like class features or or feats in 5e are just all of that is lumped into one big thing that is features for pathfinder which adds a lot yeah. a lot of customizability but a lot of potential homework too uh, kind of like yeah. Sam was saying. <laughs> so cool, but also sometimes a lot. <laughs> so, you know, pros and cons, I guess. All right. 
Anyway, continue, man. No, no, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just interested in this. So, I guess Josh, you, I know you said you looked at the Crin UAs that are the defeats and Sam as a you guys haven't, right? No. So, I have not. So, like one of the things that came out in it was this idea, like, like I said earlier, the whole, you know free feet of level one and then free feet to level four, but it's like a heavy, you know, heavily curated list. And I've been bouncing back and forth where it's like, could this be a cool like house rule to do in the future? Like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, your players are going to be kind of strong, like strong, more strong than normal. But I, I, it's kind of a cool thing. And the three feats that they picked for the first level free feet honestly bad options like it's kind of like out of all the feats matt are you saying they're mini feats uh well i don't know (laughs) well i wouldn't even say they're mini feet like the three that they picked no i know Um, i'm just saying that that reinforces my point of there should be mini feats right in a a funny way so the only the only issue with the whole mini feet thing that i think at least coming from someone like you know for 5e stuff would be you know, oh, it's not as streamlined. Oh, it adds too much crunch into the game. Oh, it's all these options going to confuse new players. So it's, it's really not that much crunch, though. I, I, I know. Like this is like I would like it, but I feel like this is what right. like the Here. game companies and like most newer fans are going to be like. You know what I'm gonna hit you with, Matt? You know what I'm gonna hit you with? Are you ready for this? Are you, are you ready? The optional guilty thing gear, again? Gear, gear, guilty Gear Round Two, boys. Oh God. Feet cool. Give feet. Oh my god. Yes. Actually, no, Rhett, I, I need you to I, cut I, that. I, no, I, and give me that specific clip. What? What? What'd you say? Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, I specific, <laughs> honestly, as an as an actual response to the question, yes, the the UA thing, the Heroes of Crin, you get a feed at one and a feed at four, and you get it through your background. Super fucking dope. I'm even okay with the curated list. I think that's fine. It also makes backgrounds more important, which is nice because I think they should be. And you don't have to forego any ASIs to get said feats. So yes, feet cool. Give feet down for that. More, more feats. Yes. Uh, again, and, I, was, I, was, right. I was actually going to ask, what do you guys... So like, I do this for sure. And I wanted to know what you guys think. Whenever I run like one shots or, or mini campaigns for standard 5e, I always tell people like, Everyone can take a feat at level one if you have a racial like and yes, this is kind of unfair and I understand that there's some argument here, but it's usually like it's limited to a racial feat unless your race does not have one. And that can lead to some people being like, but I want to take this. And I usually do like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I think what I end up doing was I just say, all right, everyone gets a free feat at level one. Doesn't matter, except human variants are banned and the customized origin the, the basic human yeah. variant with dark vision. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck those two. No, like, it's every, everyone just pick a normal human <laughs> and you get a free feat. The end. Yeah, literally, Isaiah, you're restricting it too much. Just say you get a feat at level one. Fuck it. Just, okay. just okay. hand it out. I like, I just, I, I get what you're getting at with the racial feats and stuff. Fuck it. Just let him have it. Just don't even have it. Like, don't even make the fight. I mean, that's literally what Sam did for our game, right? Sam said you can take a feat at level one. That's why I have the healer feat, you know. Yep. So it's like, but I have heard of that before. Just like do people it. just doing y'all, you know, 
yeah, if you pick a fee, you know, yeah, if it has a racial feed, you get that. You you pick a racial feed at level one, unless your race doesn't have free. The know, problem is the then. problem is the yeah. amount of races that there are now compared to how many races got racial feeds is such a big disparity that it's kind of doesn't work yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's true. true. Or I, you I really... can limit your game to just player handbook stuff. Ugh. Nah. You could, nah. but a lot of people are <laughs> like nah. the, the races from player Try. handbook, not yeah. the classes, but just gonna, the races, which me. I know a lot of people tables actually do too. What about what? Okay, Matt. So like you, you you say you say races, but what about like the sub races, like Duragar? The Duragar. Uh, well, that's I don't know because again I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout damn. out to Grimjack, Grimjack and the Schmuck Squad. I love you guys. Uh -huh. But uh, but yeah, like it's again, it's not something that I do, but it's something I've heard a lot of people end up doing at certain games because they're like, I don't want to. I'm teaching a bunch of new players. I don't want to confuse them, so I just tell them only pick the races from the player's handbook. Just you know, deal with that because it's uh, yeah. like again, there's like a like a, a fuck ton of creatures to well, play in D and D now, so I can understand like. The, the new player being like, oh, yeah, well, so, man, I think the important thing that you just said right there is for big like starting players. Yeah, because Im like important distinction. Yeah, because yeah. right, like yeah. I, I would do the same thing if people are running the game for the first. I mean, honestly, I just let them play whatever race they want, because I've, I've tried. I've done this twice where I've run for like a full party of completely new people and people are like, can I play a dragon? Can I play a this? Can I play it that? And being like, well, I. <sighs> It's sort of in 5e, but like it's it's kind of different or might, you might find it a little difficult. And they're like, I want to try it anyway. And then then that rule kind of just goes out the window because it's like, yep. you know, it's it's harder to to debate with a starting player who they doesn't no quite get the rules or the flow of the rules versus yeah. someone who's played a few games. And it's like, OK, guys, like I understand that everyone wants to do their cool build, but we're going to limit it to like only like if you're like we're doing like a fey wild game for whatever reason like limit it to fey creatures only so like elves halflings gnomes shit like that please do that for me you know yeah i okay. think it's it's so hard because even if you're doing it for the new players and you're like okay i'm gonna limit what you can choose because you guys are new players the problem you're gonna run into is then they're gonna be like well why and then you have to try and explain the game to new players that haven't played the game yet. So they're not going to understand what you're explaining. And then you get into this crazy mm -hmm. circular situation. It's just like kind of a mess. So, so hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, As a person who has run countless games for newer players and is currently running one. I'm going to do my Monday game again. Yeah, I, I find that it depends on the player as well, because there are certain players that don't want to read into the book and then misunderstand something and then do something. There are players who want to ask a lot of questions. And I actually prefer those newer players because they're like, well, can I do this? Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Is this possible? Is this part of the rules? Oh, I forgot to do this. Is it possible? Like they just ask questions like a Gatling gun. And then there are players who don't do that and they learn very slowly or they learn by reading the book over and over and over again and it's like it's it's hard to limit stuff to newer players because you don't know how they play they don't even know how they play but they do know how they learn so 
I think limiting newer players to only certain things is difficult. It's case by case basis. Yeah, that's that fair. Although, although True. I think it's like for me, it's True. it's it's never been the asking questions that's been a problem necessarily. It's been the but why. It's like, mm. oh, can I do this thing? And then you'll be like, you know, it could be, it could just be like, well, the no, because there's no rules for it, right? It's like, oh, can I attack? And then like, can I like grapple somebody and then shove them to, to the ground and then stab them twice? Like, it's like, well, no, because you're level one and that doesn't work with the action economy. And they're like, but why though? And it's like, well, because if you're level you one, because you, you don't get to be that cool, Steve, shut up. God damn it. Well, it's not even that because well, it's like, well, there's a progression to this thing. Like, you know, you kind of have to go based on the progression and that can be really an, uh, I don't want to say annoying because like they're valid questions, right? Oh, because D&D and other RPGs are always pitched as you can do whatever you want. And then someone breaks it to you that you can't until initiatives do whatever rolled. you want. Yeah. And then you kind of have to be like, well, you can you can do kind of whatever you want, but like not in specific situation. Ultimately, I agree. Like you, it's really hard to limit things, but it's it's. If people were just like inquisitive, then I'd be like fucking fantastic. But I, I have not, I've, I've had more than inquisitive to where it gets frustrating. It's like, just trust me on this, please. Yeah, just work with me, chief. Yeah. It's this uh, yeah. way because I said it's this way. Smile. Because I said so. Fuck yeah, you. I mean, go, that, go that, to that's bed. That's what it comes up to. And I, I always feel like a dickhead for doing it. But eventually. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go mom mode and like, because I said so, not go to bed. Fuck Pretty off. much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I usually try to give like a brief explanation as to why you wouldn't be able to do something or. Right. Yeah. Say, hey, you can do this. And then, you know, if you succeed with that, we can go further down the line. Like using specifically like the, the grab yeah. someone and stab them a couple time example, like you can grab them and try to hold them. And if you succeed with that, you can then try to stab them. You but, can also just like, describe that fictionally as your attack. Just move on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> but newer players too. don't generally know that. That that's that's the thing. No, I know, but I'm is, saying like you as a GM could sort of do that for them and describe it fictionally mm -hmm. and then but actually like, you know, it's just an attack roll and just kind of go from there. Yeah. yeah you can do a whole lot. But yeah. I I, I just there are, there are so many things that you can do for your players to make the experience, newer players, I should say, to make the experience more informative. So like, as much as I hate travel, I have been teaching my new players about travel and how it works and all the rules behind it. And they're they're fairly quick on the, uh, on the dime, but you know, last session one of my players asked me oh hey i forgot to mark off rations uh how much did we spend and i was like uh we'll just say that you you know you, you bought some more rations because you did go to the store and like just mark off this much or mark off this many rations if you don't feel like buying them so you know it, it, it's it unfortunately is a system where you just have to be patient with them and yeah, their questions can be annoying. I'm not going to mince words. Sometimes there are questions that are annoying, but like, I'm not going to get mad at you for asking me for the 10th time, you know, oh, how do my spells work? Because you're still learning, you know? And if it were like 30 sessions later, I might be like, all right, bud, you know, <laughs> listen, pal, <laughs> we've been playing for a while now. We play once a week. Get your shit You're, together. You are an experienced player now. You are no longer new. <laughs> please, please, please learn how to control your spells. 
I even made a handout for you so you don't have to ask me no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do be But like, you know, it 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 it's unfortunately a thing that, you know, and and feats are one of those things where I've had players, my one of my new players was like, "Hey, well, I, I guess he's not new. I he, he technically started in like two campaigns around the same time. Because he asked me to help him build his character for the other campaign. And I was like, okay, you know, we can talk about this. Uh, and he was like, do you think it would be really annoying if I took this feat? Like, I know it's supposed to be super optimal. I think it was Polar Mastery and he was talking about Classic. taking Sentinel down the layer. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know, if anybody gets mad at you for playing your character the way that you play your character, then like, you know, they can go fuck themselves. Take what feats you want, you know, whether it's optimal or not, and just, uh, you know, play the game. That's my that's that's my PSA for new players. Play the game the way play. that you want to. Ask play your the DM game. for help. Wait, just, just play. Sam, might you say game cool? Oh my god, game? fucking game, game cool? <laughs> Playing <laughs> cool? Matt, please take control of this back. Yeah, I mean, in conclusion, give your players feats at level one. Yeah. Because they're fun. Yeah. And customization is good. I think the reason in particular, like jokes aside, the reason I really like the idea of feats at level one is because there's not that many. Your customization options to making your character different from another character in 5e is much more limited than it is in other games. And feats yeah. is a really, really good way to Especially get some of that customization. Huh? Like level, especially at level one. Level one. Oh is yeah, not hella at level one. Because everyone is super similar. Like giving, yeah. even if it's like, hey, like take a feat from this list, you're still giving your players yeah. another, another reason as to why their character is unique in comparison and, to everybody else. And you know, I mean, I guess you don't have to do this, but I bet you a lot of players do this. I know I did this, where that feat can also add to the flavor of your character and like throw them out a little bit because when I was so when when I was making Haven for our campaign and Sam was like okay y'all can take a feat at level one I was like okay cool and I was like I have no fucking clue what feat I want to take and then I was like I'm, I'm looking I'm scrolling I'm thinking and I saw uh, or I don't, I don't remember what jogged the thought but I was like oh we don't have a healer like we don't have anyone with any kind of reliable healing that can be dished out I could maybe take the healer feet and then I look at the healer feet and I'm reading it. I'm like, all right, the healer feet is pretty cool. It's fun. It, I'm going to be a sorcerer in the back line most of the time anyway. So I should be able to like run to the front, get somebody up and then back off real quick. That's so cool. And then I'm looking at it. And I'm like, why the fuck would I have the healer feet, though? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how the hell do I justify this random orphan kid who got magic powers from a from a, a flump? Like, how do I justify this nerd kid with sorcerer powers having the healer feet? I was like, oh, you know what? He helps the nurses at the infirmary at the orphanage. And he just that was like his thing that he did as like work when he was at the orphanage is he helped at the nurse. He helped the nurses all the time. So he got really good and familiar with like how to apply, you know, applying bandages and like different little uh, remedies you could use for plants and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. And so. I, that's not something I would have ever thought of, but it sort of expanded the idea of my character a little bit. And now I have this nice little backstory about how, oh, yeah, Haven also is kind of good with like herbal remedies and shit or whatever, you know, because of this yeah. little piece of his back, you know, his background. So you can I also like it when people take feats. 
for similar reasons, but for reasons that were found in play rather than just level one as well. Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, you know, it, it can help to expand the narr- you know, like the narrative of your character. And, you know, that's not a requirement, so not everyone will do it. But it can be no, interesting. And giving your players the option to take a feat at level one it helps you do that. So. Anyways, Matt, we we uh we we completely uh disregarded you entirely. Yeah, it's all good. Mr. But, Host Man. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, but, we were talking about getting feats at level one with the with the UA yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, but Matt started talking and then you know. I mean, oh, yeah, those, I back, mean, those backgrounds were very cool. Yeah. Not to like actually not joking, like they were legit. <laughs> yeah. And like again, three like three bonus feats that they give you level one, like literally and this is this is going back to what I was originally trying to think. It's like if I wanted to implement this, would it be like the first feats are the limited ones and then the fourth level ones are the normal like pick whatever the fuck you want or do i make that a curated list as well and after thinking about it for so long i think honestly just doing the free feat of level one thing is probably the best option because it's cool and as, as like neat as a free feat of level one and a free feat of level four but like either one list being heavily curated or both lists have being heavy heavily curated and stuff and like limited to the players i don't know i feel like it's like a it's less working on me as a dm to just be like fuck it pick a free feat level one and there you go but it's also like all right then i have to go through the feats and see which ones i put on what lists and all this shit and it's like yeah because that was the other thing that for a while had me thinking it's like like if I wanted to put a level prerequisite on all the feats and then it's like, all right, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Of work. That's a lot of work. And it's like, all right, how do I fucking justify Warcaster being only level four players can pick uh, this, but tough feet anyone can, like level one players can pick? Because that's what they have here is a, one of the free feats of level four is Warcaster and Sentinel. So it's it's like, all right, so I don't I have no basis to go on. It's like it literally just yeah, be it's me a value going judgment. like, it's like, all right, lucky feet. Nope, only level twenty can beat that. Fuck you. And just <laughs> well, and and it, it is worth pointing out. It's like uh, making a value judgment on the feats being, t- you know, like you're making a value judgment and saying, okay, I think Warcaster is a is a level four feat, which that one's maybe a little hard to argue with. Warcaster is very good, but like, it's also worth pointing out that you know part of what makes designing for a tabletop game tricky is that every table is different so warcaster might be really 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 strong at your table but it might be really garbage at someone else's table because they're just not playing in such a fashion that warcaster would come up a lot you know whatever that might be right you know maybe maybe the 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 dm has a homebrew rule where concentration spells like don't make you don't have to worry about concentration you do like maybe the dm just says ignore con which is crazy by the way don't do that uh, but well, let's just say generous dm that, yeah, is. that would be damn. really dumb don't do that but let's just say for the you know for the hypotheticals the dm's like all right concentration oh. doesn't matter then suddenly warcaster is devalued so it's like is it a level four feat still you know so that's the other part of it is like there's this tricky situation of trying to value judge the different feats i mean i shit on the actor feet but 
maybe someone's playing in like the type of campaign where the actor feat's going to be really, really helpful because they're trying to sneak into places all the time and pretend to be somebody else. Now suddenly yeah. the actor feat goes from a shitty level one feat to a level five feat because I'm using it so much and it's like super useful. So it's like you're playing a changeling like spy or something yeah, from exactly, like yeah. Eberron. You're like going into different dragon mark houses. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly the actor feat is way more useful. So yeah. it's really hard to make those value judgments. So I, yeah, making the curated list is probably not worth I also don't think they made that list. Honestly, when I was looking at it, I don't think that list was curated so much by level as it was by the theme of the background. So I like they well, they put it, Warcaster at level four, but they I think they put it there at level four because the idea is the background. You're going from a squire to a knight who's like more trained or whatever. I don't think it's necessarily about the level so much. Right. Well, the level four feat thing is a mixture between the specific feats from that setting because it's the Dragonland setting and like the reason they're doing this is because you're like your character is hardened from war. So you're, right. you know, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Stronger I, than normal heroes. And so I think that, yeah, they put that there because that could be for any of the, the school, the special, you know, mage schools or a knight or whatever. So anyone can benefit from Warcaster in that setting. Well, no, no, what I, no, no. What I'm saying is what I mean is. I don't think the, the abilities they chose to put in the list I don't think they were basing it off of the level. Like, I don't think they were considering what level you are when you take it. I think they were basing it off the theme of the background and what the, the like, what the background is about. And so Warcaster is there at level four, not because it's mechanically better than tough at level one, but because oh, you're battle hardened and you've learned to cast your spells in the thick of fighting. And because you're level four, you've been through some fighting. So now you got Warcaster. I, I don't think they were really value Probably. judging the power level of the feats. No. I could be wrong, but it didn't I mean, seem like it. It could be both. Because again, some of the, the, the feats that you get that are specifically the Dragonlance ones are the ones that are, you must be level four and have the specific background in order to take it. Right, and then there are random ones like the Warcaster, your Sentinel, the Mobile. They're saying you must be level four, but I don't. Well, right. I, I think know. it's it's. I think it's both. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I would um, have to look at it again. But anyway, yeah. point being, for your game in particular, no, I don't think it's worth making the curated list. I think you should just say everyone gets the feat at level one. Here's the question, though, and this is probably to everybody. Mm. So you say, all right, players, take a feat at level one. Do you also say to players, take a feat at level four? No. Yeah. Ooh. Is that conflicting answers I hear? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. Paying if we're using those rules, then yes. But I, I my, my brain fucking died for a second. No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying let's assume. No, no. Let's assume beginning a campaign. Mm. Not not. You're not using the UA rules. You just say, all right, players, take a feat at level one. Just any feat you want. Doesn't matter. Do you also let them do that again at level four? Yes. If they Sam ask, says yes. then I would say yeah. Isaiah says no. I, well, I, you know what it is? I don't even think that's, I don't think it's a no. I think it's, I, I say no because I wouldn't think about it. Like that thought wouldn't have come to me to give them another free feat. But ha hmm. if, they, if the party was like, hey, can we like all take another feat at level four? I'd probably say yeah, to be honest. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you know, 
just get a you just get a feed at level four anyways. So what's no, the no, 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 I'm, no. I'm saying I'm Are saying free feed. No, no. What I'm saying is you get the feet and the level four ASI. Like the feet is free. Oh, I mean, ooh, okay. All right. That changes so a little, right? Giving, <laughs> That's the we're point. Giving, yeah. We're now giving yeah. players two feats uh-huh, for uh-huh. free. Yes. Um, I think it depends. Honestly, it's not something I wouldn't think about. It's more so, I think that it's more so the intention I have for how long the game is going to be. <laughs> good point right actually can i just list off the three feats they give you a level one and then maybe that might help a bit like i don't i mean well just just for you know just for revenue's sake so like the the, like the three they specifically give one is skill which is from the player's handbook and you know you get three skill proficiencies the other one is tough so you get more health and then the third one is one of the new ones specifically tied to this campaign which is basically kind of like magic uh, initiate but more divine it's literally called divine favored and it's like you choose a cleric cantrip then you get another first level spell depend and depending on what alignment you are it could be from the warlock spell list the cleric spell list or the druid spell list and then you also get to cast augury you know for free once a day mm. mm-hmm. so if you were to like homebrew this as like, all right, I want to do the free feel level one and level four, but what if I heavily curate the level one feat? I think, honestly, out of all the feats they could have fucking picked, I think these are pretty good, and any character can benefit from any of them. I mean, granted, you could make the ruling of switching Magic Initiate out, or switching that divine favored one for Magic Initiate for a more generalized campaign uh you know honestly but again yeah my gut instinct is to say don't curate the level one list do curate the level four list Mm. that's what i would say uh yes and the reason i say that is because level one you're making your character you're coming up with your character's backstory you're thinking about what's you know what your character's about and everything and if you have a cool idea for your character and there's a feat that fits perfectly for your character and would work great in your character's backstory and then the GM says you can't take it at level one but you can get it later at level four you know so it becomes this it becomes that awkward situation where all right my my character starts at level one they're gonna become a lore bard but they're not a lore bard right now so I can't work that into my backstory so much so they went to college, but it, it didn't sink in yet. And then when I hit level three, they reread one of their notebooks. And uh, now now their college of lore kicks in because they 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 like double check their notes at level three. You know, it's that awkward situation, which is also why since side note. That's why I think subclasses should all just be level one across the board. But that's a different topic. So, yeah, I would say don't curate the level one list and curate the level four if you're going to curate at all. Personally, hmm. OK, I know what but- Sam, Isaiah, what do you what do you guys think? That's an interesting thought. I'm I don't disagree with curating the level four list, but I don't know how I would personally go about doing that. I think I would probably curate the list to each specific player, honestly. Yes, that's a lot of work, I know. Do you have a lot, a lot of time between level one and level four? True. So like, you know, I, I would probably have it just like just mulling over it the entire time we're playing. And then, yeah, I, I would curate it via 
player, possibly their class. Okay. It, it, it just giving them feats that make more sense to right, that the specific fit. player or that yeah. class that fits, makes sense. Especially because if you're giving them this free this free feat, they also have their ASI. So if they don't like yeah. the list, like they can just go and take the other feat that they wanted as well. Uh, you know. Okay, here's a thought. This is a way you could curate the list without doing a lot of work. You get a free feat at level four with, uh, on top of your ASI, but you can't choose any of the feats that increase a stat. But that. Ooh. Interesting thought, but the, some of those are still pretty powerful. They are, they are, but you can't, that, that way you can't like double down on a stat, you know? Cause I think doubling, like adding potentially plus three to a stat at level four, <laughs> I think is a, that's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty be. good bump, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the reason that giving a feat, a free feat at level four is a little iffy because of that potential big stat bump with the ASI. This is not. Oh, well, here's, so here's, here's another like thought experiment. What about instead of level four, you give it to them at like level 12 or, or 10? Like the, the, the change from low level no. to mid level to thematically, you can be like, oh, this like this was their time skip training arc. Give it give it on like an off off standard level. Yeah. Like level six or something. Mm hmm. Yeah, as okay. opposed to like the whole what is it four eight twelve by default or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you could do that. I could see that. Yeah. I could see I, that. So yeah. like, all right, so you get a feed at level one, and then you get another free feed at level like ten. Yeah, because you've shifted into tier two. Yeah, that's not a terrible idea actually. Yeah, the only issue I see is that like most most campaigns end around like that like level yeah, 10 I mean, area. This is so assume, like, yes, this is assuming yeah. you make it that far. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be it's. You could make it like the halfway point in the game, right? Right, whatever your halfway point might be. Maybe it's level five. No. Yeah, so if Avernus is like level one to 13, you can do it at level six. Six or, or seven. Yeah, level, or level seven if you... Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I can see that. I can, see, I can definitely see that. Yeah, because I, I just... I think... <laughs> I think the curated list idea is just like not worth the work, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's, it, yeah, that's been what I've realized now after yeah. thinking about it for so long. Like since this UA has been out, I've been like, I want to try this, but like, how do I fucking, I don't, I don't know. It, the curated it's, it's list really is difficult. hard. Yeah. Especially because there's so fucking many feats at this point. It's like, bruh, mm. you know? Yeah. Actually, I, I, like, eh. actually, side thing, because I, I think we mentioned this like earlier on in this episode, but like, the idea from like fourth edition, the older editions of like classes having specific feats and then what 5e did and stuff like. I don't know, like because in Tasha's they came out with magic items specific for certain classes. Yeah. And it's like if they did that with. If they did that with feats specifically and like they, they come out with like two or three feats per class. Matt, we already talked about that. Yeah, I know. I'm just now. I'm just kind of like again. The gears are turning, so now it's like coming up. No, no. We we talked about this like 30 minutes ago, though. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like, like how would you implement like that? Go over it again real quick, just so I can and like ensure I'm I'm collating this correctly. Feats tied to classes. You can only take this feed if you're a fighter. Yeah, yeah, you can only okay. take this okay. feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we yeah, talked. Yeah. Just, I know we talked about it earlier, but like just yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That would be a lot of work just because there's so many and then you have to go into the question of, all right, well, do these overlap? Do these overlap? Do these not overlap? I... Well, I, I think I think Matt's implying what if wizards did it, not what if we did it. Right, well, that's... I think if even for wizards, it'd be a lot of work. Oh, it's um, definitely work, but it, they get it, paid. They get paid to do it, so that they can spend the time to do the work. Is sort of this is this is the fourteen flying in ARR. Like it's doable, but it's so much work that it's it's. You know, I would rather see it be put in other uh, in other places, unless they want to be mad lads and made. do it for free. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> so many people are gonna be like, "What the fuck is Isaiah talking?" About? I think what I would probably prefer <laughs> uh, to class-based i mean you could sort of make them class-based but you'd have to to do some uh you'd have to limit them to stat prerequisites so it's like okay like martial fighters can only take ones that would have to do with martial stats and then you know casters can only do it with things that like are soft stats that's the, probably the easiest way to do it i don't necessarily agree with it to be fair but that's that's the easiest way i could see of doing that right i think if wizards took the time <laughs> Uh, to make class specific feats and they put it you know that that was like a big feature of the of the book that came out or whatever you know Xanathar Xanathar's Guide 2 or whatever or I guess 3 because Tasha's kind of Xanathar 2 um if they did something like that I I think that would be interesting and probably be kind of fun for a little bit but yeah, I don't know. I'm not super interested in the idea of class-specific feats because I feel like part of the point of feats is that they're not tied to anything specific. They're a customization option that you can go in any direction you want with. Mm. So I don't want to tie them down quite like that, I feel. Right, right. It just doesn't... I think that space is, that space is handled enough by class features and subclasses and magic items and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think we need... Them of that necessarily and and right. there already are there and like we said there are the feats like eldritch adept which lets you double down on your class more anyway so like they kind of exist in a in a sense already so yeah no nah, I, don't, I don't think i don't as i'm thinking about it, I, yeah i don't think I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of feats tied to a specific class i think i'm a no on that for them or, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I might change my mind in five minutes, so ask me later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying, I'm trying to think now. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I, I was, I've been so fixated on this whole feet way of thinking for like a while. Because like, with the Strixhaven stuff in the background, they're giving you feats, and now wizards they're trying to like partially i feel like it's like they're trying to throw sh you know shit at the wall and just see what sticks and it's like oh back backgrounds have feats now oh geez, oh, geez. you're like okay yeah. it's like it's cool but i mean it's uh, tying a background to a feat is it's i think the mo i think the thing that's most interesting about that is just making backgrounds more important or more relevant mm -hmm. god i wish yeah 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 Did you say that it don't do it, it cool God oh shit damn it uh, i mean yeah i mean the backgrounds <laughs> in the in the heroes of kryn ua were very thematic and cool so yeah kind of <laughs> ah so background cool yeah yes. i mean at least those ones you know stop enabling yeah. him 
Well, it's all, it's also <laughs> worth pointing out. It's also worth. Yeah. I think it's worth pointing out if you give backgrounds feats, you don't have to keep giving them stupid, shitty background features that don't do dick diddly. And then you could just yeah. give the feats instead, and then we don't have to worry about having this dumb ability from a background that doesn't fucking do anything 90% of the time. Uh, I mean, I guess never it depends on the up, campaign. Like, if you take the sailor, it. and you okay, never, here's the thing. I knew you're, you're playing in a desert sailor. campaign. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, does it depend oh, on the yeah. campaign? Sure, but the depend on campaign argument can use for fucking everything, so, like, I don't like to lean and on Which is that why one. is the best argument. Thank you, I'll take my award now. No, that's why it's the worst <laughs> Matt, I will make you a paper was, plate award. What was Zigzax's? Hold on, I'm curious what Zigzax's back. I don't even remember what background I took. I don't even tell you. I'm assuming entertainer. I think he was an entertainer, but I I'm don't assuming, know for a fact. I think he was. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. He, yeah. So by popular demand, you can always find a place to perform. Usually in a town, mm -hmm. usually an inn or tavern, but possibly with a or possibly with a circus. At oh, I read that so wrong. Usually in an inn mm -hmm. or tavern, but possibly with a circus at a theater or even in a noble's court. As such a place you receive at such a place you receive free food and lodging uh, of a modest or comfortable standard. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't help when the whole campaign was in hell. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we just didn't run into enough taverns in the in beginning hell. and it caused a little bit of a kerfuffle, but like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I used it for five seconds in the beginning, and then we went to hell, and it was like, oh yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna find any hell taverns anytime soon. We lived in our car in hell, <laughs> and then so, you, you know. did find the tent city. And then he oh yeah, we found Mahadi city. Oh yeah, but then we didn't stay there. So like, yeah, yeah. Background features, Lamau, good joke. Some of them, some like of them are hilarious. I do actually like a lot of them. Useful, they just like, don't come up very much. Yeah, I mean, they're fun flavor. They just, yeah, they don't get used. But if you made them features, or if you made them, god damn it. If you made, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized they use that word three times. You have class mm. features, background features, and feet features. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking get at wizards. Change the words. This is the same problem as bardic inspiration and regular inspiration. Fucking Christ. Why does nobody check this shit? Anyway. Uh, we see bardic I mean, inspiration's the, the class feature and inspiration's the game feature. So they're just two uh, completely different features of inspiration. Here's the thing. I, I agree about the bardic inspiration thing, but I don't know what I would call the bardic inspiration. Bardic Boon! No, I've I said like this so that. many times. I, I know you do, and I've never liked it. I don't like Bardic Boon. But Josh, they already have another system of boons. Yeah, yeah. Well, now Boon features yeah. are going to be mixed up with Bardic yeah, Boon it's also features. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Bardic Boon? Other than the overlap with Epic Boon. But like, just, other than that. I don't know, because it's not... You know... Because I feel like... A I do like the alliteration, though. a favor that you <laughs> right? grant somebody. Like... It's not, yeah, you're giving your homies a slap on the ass to tell them to go get them. How is that not a favor? It, it's not. Yeah, it's it's inspir you're inspiring them. That's literally what it is. Like Bardic buff? You could have just called it Bardic buff. No, well, because th that doesn't... that You're gamifying it. That's powers all over again. Uh, A little bit. Kind of, sort of. You know, Bardic blessing? Bar no, that... You know, has you anybody here played the... Uh, has anyone you know, here played you know the Borderlands really... pre-sequel? What? No. No? Uh, one of the features you can get 
yeah, one of the features you can get as the handsome Jack doppelganger is literally inspired. And he just says like a random quote and it gives you a buff of the rainbow sparkly effects above your character that says inspired. Like that. right above. I love that shit so much. Like, it's so I great. I mean, just Bardic Booster. <laughs> Honestly, you should not, like, stop yeah, the, the vid. Yeah, sure. I actually you know, keep stop you from getting the vid. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I just yeah, I think we should just change inspiration. Bardic Bazongas. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe the problem is no, maybe we. Yeah, should. you know what? You know what? You're right, Sam. Bard is perfect. Inspiration is the problem. You're yes. right. I just forget inspiration exists. I mean, yes. Playing God. and running. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard not to. No, I actually, I actually codified it into my game. Like, I, I gave players rules for how to get it. Yeah, I did too. And then my players don't use it. What? Huh? I listen. Why That's would like you have to use it when you roll like me? Them. You guys never. <laughs> I never use it because I just roll like a god. You guys Anyways, I you use guys the shit constantly. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, they they do. I use I, I use it more than anybody else. Frequently. That's for fucking sure. You don't. But here's the thing: you don't use it as much as as you potentially could when you know when you you know exactly when you're gonna get it back, and you don't use it as much as you could. Well, the problem you is know? always because right. you know you can get it back on a rest, so it's like you have a reliable way of getting it back. Yes, but yeah, that's it's... not really the problem. The problem is, do I want to use it now, or do I want to use it later in this fight when I might need it more? Yes. For example, if I fail a spe- uh, fail a, a death save, Josh, it's it's the issue of oh man, I found this elixir. I better save this for the last boss when yeah, I'm I mean, need it. Yeah, it is. I mean, yes, there oh, is. Oh god, I do that there. shit all the time. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bardic Lowhorn. Oh, wait, no, no, I, I no. Bardic Features. Stop with the alliteration, Bardic you're feats. hurting yourself. Bardic, Bardic Feats, anyways. Yeah, um, <laughs> Oh man! Wow, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I just, I'm still on the bar. I'm still trying stop, to think of a better name for Bardic Inspiration. To, yeah. No, I don't but, think um, we're gonna find one with Bardic Inspiration. I guess trying, trying to, trying to wrap this up with some tinfoil and hand it off as a Christmas gift to somebody. Okay, uh, okay. I have the perfect wrap up for you, Matt. Oh, sick. Eat cool. That's oh my nice. god! Nope. No, we're not wrapping well, it up no, like that. Well, no, I, I actually want it because I know Isaiah mentioned it earlier, or kind of, but like, what? What are you like? Every just general like favorite five E feats. Just bro, I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. Uh, hold no on. Idea. Let, me, let me give it to you. Let me give it the to you. The one that gives you misty step. The one that I hate you. Does it, I don't, is there I one? That, oh, so the fa- oh, there are two. Oh, the one? There are two. There's two. Oh, well, yeah, there are two. What's the other? Yeah, one? I know. It's One's fae. just better. Oh, the elf half elf or no? One of them. So one of them feature, requires right? you to be an elf. The other one doesn't, but they uh, both give you misty touch. Uh, misty touch, misty step. Misty, misty, t- misty touch. touch. Bardic touch. <laughs> I'm touch you from really far away. <laughs> Call it bardic touch. Touch my feet, misty. No. What? Let's. Why? Bardic Matt? touch reminds me of bad touch. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, is bad is bad touch what you call chill touch? No. No. No, I call that shocking grasp. What? No, right. chill touch is a I, different spe- Motherfucker. I, Isaiah, what's your favorite feed? Uh, <laughs> so if I were to get to give it a top three in no particular order, I'd Watch have him. to- Oh, I bet I know one. Telekinetic, because having the force is fun. 
It's not going to be lucky, but I do really like Gunner. And I'm a particular fan of Dual Wielder. Oh, I thought you were going to say Yeah, Observer. Dual Wielder. Obser okay, Observant yeah, has it. allowed me to do some dumb shit. I'm not going to yeah. like my fucking 28 passive investigation. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Oh, one of my players had that shit too, and he had like a thirty passive perception. It was nuts. So fucking funny. Nice. It I'm really like, is GM's bane, where the GM's like, "Roll to investigate." I'm like, "Sir, I have a twenty-eight. I don't got to roll for shit." <laughs> I made the joke where like the players like, "All right, your eyes are just per like gigantic Powerpuff Girl eyes. They're just like a big disc. <laughs> yeah, they just absorb just like all information at all times." <laughs> Seriously. Just, oh my. Jesus Christ. Whenever we used to do that shit, when and Brett was playing with us in our campaigns, he would just go, "I see everything." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, observance no. a good one. Uh, observance very good. I mean, if we were just gonna keep listing off particularly good, well, all right. Actually, he said I'm, pick one. You, you already I mean, cheated. It doesn't no, matter. I know. I know. Be top three. What top if 10, I want to put shit. my choice in? I don't give a fuck. I want to. I want to shout. You, one, I want to shout a, a feat out that I feel like I is really of cool one. that no one ever talks about. I feel like, and it's Revenant Blade. Revenant Blade oh, is fuck, fucking I awesome. Bro, it, do? it gives you proficiency with the double bladed scimitar. Gives you a plus one to your strength or dex, max to a max of twenty, and when you're wielding a double bladed scimitar, gives you a plus one to your AC. Uh, the double-bladed scimitar also has finesse. Well, yeah, so the reason that, that that one's not mentioned is because it's a racial feat tied to Eberron. Yeah, but, like, so, no one right, ever really you... does the, like... I, I feel like almost nobody Limit. does the the setting-specific feats and, like, no, you can't use this not never. Most people I've seen don't give a fuck about that. Myself right, right. I, I, I get that, but I'm saying the, that is the reason it's less less well known is because it's tied to a specific setting book. True. So like if someone doesn't, if someone sees Eberron as a book option and they're like, oh, I don't give a shit about Eberron. I'm not going to buy that book. Then they're not going to see the feet. Right. So fair enough. It, it automatically nicheifies it by being tied to a specific setting. Hmm. Like, yeah, you can use it outside of it, but yeah. Also, it's using a specific weapon from said specific setting, which gives it an even further niche. So I think yeah, that's Yeah, but what if I want to play Darth Maul? Um, yeah, that's how, that's one way you can do it. Realms. I mean, look, next next physical fighter character I'm playing, I'm taking this feat. I don't give a fuck. Uh, unless the GM says no. But, uh, and the GM can lick my balls. <laughs> uh, Ligma? What's that? Ligma. Ligma, sugma, fugma. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so I think I think my answer is probably it's real. It's real basic, but it's probably Warcaster. I mean, I just, it's a good fight. Really War, Warcaster fun. Just a it's a good. It's probably it's like I, I I'm looking at him. Dual wielder I do like too though, just because I like you know fucking whipping out the the dual katanas or whatever dumb shit you're doing. Hell yeah, bud. So I do you know I like I yeah dual, dual wielder pretty good too. Grappler is also kind of fun, although not the most useful thing in the world, but still kind of fun. Grappler is so I actually did a, a one shot a while back where I, I bought these like specific grappling rules and like grappling holds off uh, DM's Guild. I can't remember what the book is called, but it made grappling a lot of fun. <laughs> it's all fun and games until you can actually power bomb somebody and have a mechanical like boon for doing so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's nice. funny. I actually don't. I'm not super interested in having like granular grappling rules. I'm okay with the grappling rules being simple because grappler lets you kind of do enough that I'm like, yeah, I can work with that. Like, I don't know. 
Like, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's fun sometimes to be like, I use my power bomb ability. But yeah, I'm not I don't I don't need it. So, Random so you get taken to Suplex City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, I don't watch wrestling. Bam. <laughs> Do you have a Hi. a favorite? But I already told you. Mm. The ones that get, the two that are basically interchangeable, but I wasn't the, sure the if you were joking or required. not. But I guess I should. No, have no, assumed. no, no, hundred <laughs> percent. I, yeah, I really I like sh- I the ones known. that give you Misty Step. No, because I just I I think well one they're, they're Fae flavored, which is like one of my favorite things. But two, Misty Step. Just yeah, fucking Misty yeah, Step. To, is that your favorite I, spell? <laughs> uh, yeah. To give to give the listeners some context here. To say Sam has gotten a lot of use out of Misty Step in my campaign would be a hilarious understatement. <laughs> Misty the Step is a fantastic time, spell. <laughs> the yeah, amount of I, times, yeah, I agree, bro. You don't understand, Matt. The amount of times Sam has looked at the other players and went, "Good luck, fuckers," and just Misty stepped <laughs> out of there. <laughs> it's All like, right, listen, it's getting what? hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I am one ranged. Two, Brett should not be next to me. I look. I get that. I'm just saying you have Sorry, left Brett. people to die many times. I mean, it's and always it's Brett, very funny. I'll be honest. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true, but it's still very <laughs> funny. <laughs> Listen, when the, when the casters get ganked, you leave. <laughs> you Matt, don't stay. Uh, Matt, do you have an answer to true? Do you have an answer to your own question? Uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of the Tasha's feats, like, you know, Crusher, Piercer, Slasher, like, I think those are fucking great. They're fun ones. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I like Skill Expert. Uh, You gain a free free skill proficiency, and then you get to make one expertise. That one's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for the whole Poisoner one, because it's like, yay, poison damage, finally. It's not terrible. But it's also no, still but... poison damage, so it's like, oh no! <laughs> so many things have immunity or resistance to poison damage. Well, ninety percent of the monsters. Here's the other thing about the poisoner feat. That's a, that's a good one you brought up, Matt. Is so I read the poisoner feat, and I'm like, oh, the poisoner feat. That's super cool because I always love the idea of like preparing special weapons and or like concoctions and shit for the fight. You know, like oh, I'm gonna make this special poison to freaking kill Count Dankules. But but I I read the poisoner feat and I I really wanted the poisoner feat to like, I don't know, have a list of poisons attached to it or explain, give you some sort of custom rules for how you could like make poisons. And it just doesn't do any of that. It just it's just like you can add some poison damage and you could like maybe you. I think you, I, what does it make, making poisons like a little bit cheaper or whatever? Like it doesn't add to the poison rules in any way, which I was really disappointed with. Mm. And especially there's a shit ton of different like crazy poisons in the DMG of like. Yeah, some in the you DMG, make, the book the can... players aren't supposed to look at, which is oh, so I know, dumb. I, I know, but like. All if those you have poisons player, should be in the PHP, goddammit. Well, some of them, yes, but then the other ones where it's like purple worm poison. It's like, okay, that one I can, I can understand not? not giving to your players. No, no, what you do is you put that in the PHP so that your players kill a purple worm. They look at it and go, oh, hell yeah, we're going to make some poison out of this bitch. Why not have that? Let them have that. I, I, the poison should be because in the you save that for handle. when they fight it, and then you tell them after they fight the purple worm, and it's like, oh, cool. what's the difference between you telling them after or then? Because it's a surprise. Then, cool. 
Oh, shut the fuck up. They're just, <laughs> just as good if they if no, because it is the exact same effect. If you tell them after and they're like, oh, cool. Or if they fight a purple worm and go, oh, sick, we can make a poison after we kill this. They're going to be just as excited either way. It doesn't matter if it's a surprise or not. Get the fuck out of here. Players should be able to read the I mean, just I don't care. Give a fuck. Let the players read the DMG. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Player, no, players totally can read the DMG. It's just when you put it in the DMG, players, especially players who haven't been playing very long, assume they're not supposed either they're not supposed to or they don't care about the DMG because they assume there's nothing in there for them. And then they realize all the magic items are in the DMG and suddenly they want to read the DMG. Hmm. Funny. Oops. Yeah. Uh, Put magic items, the players handbook. I've definitely said this before. I will say it till I die. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, the poisoner fee I was a little bit disappointed with because I wanted it to like add to the poison stuff and it just like doesn't give you any. It's just kind of like, it's like, yeah, you can buy 50 GP of materials to make like a number of doses and then you can do poison damage on your knife or whatever. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, and you're resistant to poison damage, which doesn't. Oh, no, no, sorry. When you deal damage with the poison, when you deal poison damage, it ignores resistances to poison. So, you know. I assume that does that means it doesn't ignore vulnerabilities, though. So if something's immune to poison, you're still fucked. Yes. But you can, but you can overcome resistance, so that's nice. That's a good touch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've actually had conversations with people of, like, when to, if at all, override immunity. Because I like, I feel like if you do do it at all, it should not be something that you can do sub level like fourteen. I'm gonna be real. Did you know that there is a boon that makes it so that you just go ignore resistances? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but it's still it's just funny. Like, man, really, I the the immunity thing is hilarious because I how. I've, I've lost count of how many things have poison immunity, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Like, whew. yeah. Talk about the worst damage type in the game. And then wizards be out here like, no, no, we didn't balance things around damage types. And you're like, are you sure? <laughs> sure <laughs> seems or, like you did. Or, you gave a lot of fire spells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fire cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I... I, I mean, the idea uh, overcoming immunity is I, I'm pretty I'm OK with doing cool, powerful shit like that. I'm, I'm always OK with stuff like that. As long as you have to spend or give up something, you have to like spend a resource or give something up to do it. You know, that's pretty much where I lie on those sorts of things. As long as there's a risk reward, you know, like this would be a dumb rule. But let's just imagine if the cleric had an ability or something or let's say the fight probably fighter would make more sense if the fighter has an ability where it's like you can sacrifice half your current health to ignore the immunities of monsters for one minute i'd be like all right sure you're sacrificing something pretty big to get that so that's fine you know Um, some some sort of risk reward situation i I see what you're saying i i personally wouldn't do it that way but i i see that the logic i i i I, I don't literally no no i'm the the sacrificing half your health is a dumb way to do it i just came up with something on the fly no no no. i know i know but like i i don't necessarily think you'd have to give something up i think it really should just be a level thing well it's like an ammo count type of thing right like i'm also even if it's just limited to like once a day or something like that that's fine too because you're that is essentially giving something up because you can only do it so many times 
you know, it doesn't literally have to be I give something. Sort of. I, I wouldn't consider that giving something up as much as just spending a resource. Right, but spending a resource is still a form of risk reward. Sort of, yeah. Because the risk is I'm spending it now so I can't use it later, and the reward is the ability. So it's still a form of risk reward. It's just not as drastic as one that would be like, you know, expending something. Sure, but that still begs the question, how early would you give a player that ability? Oh, I have no idea. Just you, you I, just spitball it. Uh, I mean, above 10, probably at the least. But I don't know when. Okay. What about I'd you? I'd say around 14. 14? Okay. Now, what do you think? Probably, you know, 13, 14, 15. Like, okay. towards tier, like tier three, tier four. Okay. No, that's fair. That's, that's, yeah. So I think it's, it's pretty even across the board of like, definitely don't want to do it super early. Okay. Actually, fuck. I'm sorry. This just like hit my brain too, as a like on topic, off topic type of deal. Nothing to do with the conversation we were just having at all. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about like? And I, I know I said we were going to try and wrap up, but oh no, the idea that feats in general, just as, as close out with this, feats in general are technically they are an optional rule. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. five e does not. Like and the the majority of the community of Dungeons and Dragons does not fucking treat them as option rules. They're now honestly baked into the game. <laughs> I don't even think the designers treat them as optional rules anymore. No, no, I, I no, don't think so. No, I, really, I mean, not. I literally forget it's an optional rule yeah, until yeah. someone mentions it because uh-huh. it's just so so baked in. It's just there for everybody. Why would you change that? I agree. Right? And I think going forward for like, you know, 5e enhanced or whatever the 5.5 5e Redux Turbo Tur- Supermax Alpha Edition Plus. Yeah, exactly. For whatever. Street Fighter 2? Like, that's yes. definitely going to be like a thing. It's where it's now, it's like, okay, yeah, we realized it was a optional feature in the last version, but now in this new, like, super, you know, you know, sexy version, uh, they're now part of the core game. And it's like, what? Like they could, what are they going to change about it? Or if they're just going to leave it as is and just remove the optional in the text, nothing will change. I think they're just going <laughs> to remove the optional from the text because this is the funniest thing about the way it was handled in the first place. They're like, okay, we're going to make feats an optional rule because, well, I, ass- I I don't know why they did it. I assume the logic they were getting at is we're making feats an optional rule because it adds a layer of complexity to building your character and feats kind of had a bad connotation of making characters really hard to build and create in older editions. So we're going to make it optional and we're going to design the game around them not being there. So you don't have to stress if you don't want to deal with that extra complexity. And then when they actually designed the feats themselves, they didn't design them the way they worked in older editions anyway. So I don't really know what they were worried about because as they're designed, they don't break things or you know like there's good feats and there are some feats you know there are some feats that are good and some feats that are bad that's fine but it's not like you need to plan backwards from level 20 in order to make your character effective and make sure you pick the correct feats right like they were worried about that problem because the older editions had that problem but they didn't design feats like that in the first place so they don't need to change anything because they already solved the problem when they designed them initially. They just slapped optional on them because, you know, 
So yeah, I think they're just gonna take the text away because why would you do anything else? They work fine as is, mm. <laughs> you know? And if you guys ever played in a game where someone, where the DM was like, we're not gonna use this optional rule. No, and it sounds no. so fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing, Matt. Uh, every DM I've had uh, is uh, right here on this call. So no. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> no, I have not Same. played in a non-feet game, no. I could do it, but I would be sad. Yeah, that just sounds really boring. I mean, here's the thing. If it's a if it's a new DM and they're like, I would like to try and... If they say, I want to just grasp how f- combat works as is for right now, so we're just going to say no feats just so I can, you know, learn and figure it out, I'd be like, okay, fine, I can make that concession, you know? Right, like if they ran like Lost Minds of Fendelver or like one of the like small like intro adventures and then after it's like, all right, I get it now. We can do feats. Yeah, that'd probably be fine. I I, I could I could deal mm. with that. Or even if they said I'm I, even if they're like, all right, I get it, but I still don't want to deal with feats by that point. If you've already been playing for a while, you're probably like, OK, whatever, like it, nothing changes. So, yeah, it, I could see that consent. But if, if somebody like Isaiah was like, no feats in my game. I'd be like, what? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That'd be a POV. You're a clown. Like, <laughs> like it'd be it'd be very. I mean, if unless you gave a really good like if you have a really good reason, I'm willing to make a concession for almost anything in a game as a player. But my initial reaction would definitely be none the fuck. <laughs> you know, right. It, it's like it's the same thing as like restricting races or restricting classes. I'm open to the idea if you give me a good enough reason, but my initial reaction is going to be skeptical. Yeah, because it's just, again, it's so baked into the game now. And it's like you, like, it'd be hard to, like, find a DM who's just like, yeah, no, I don't use this optional rule or no, we're we're not going to uh, use it. I mean, although, Matt, we do know one DM who said that. Who? Matt Colville. Oh, great. Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, so he he did not allow feats in uh, the chain of Akron, but the funny thing is, is he later admitted that uh, he was a little bit wrong in that decision because he thought that feats worked like they did in third edition. And he was like, he was like, man, they were a massive headache in 3.5. So if the game is giving me the option to just remove that headache, I am going to take it. And then he <laughs> then he looked into it a little bit more and was like, oh, they use the same name, but they are not the same design. That's so all. weird because you figured like if you're going to like do something like that, you would have looked it up to begin with. I think he just I had I think he just had like a horrified knee jerk reaction, which is kind yeah. of fair because true, true. they were fucking something in 3.5. Like it was oh, the yeah. kind of thing where you could actually just break your character because you chose the wrong feats or like the wrong feats. You just fucked up, you know? Feats in 3.5 were a little closer to how Pathfinder uses them, basically. So you you could kind of, like, fuck up. So I could understand the idea of, like, oh, this was shit in older editions, and this edition is giving me the option to say no. I'll, t- I'll take it, you know? Like, I yeah, I see, what you're, I see where you're coming at. I see where you're coming at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, no, I don't. I don't know anyone who said that. And, uh, yeah. If you're out think- there, if you're out there, even if you are a new DM, you, you know... Maybe, maybe at least give the th- the feats a thought. If you init- if your initial reaction was no, at least give them a thought. They're not as scary as you may assume. But if you uh, if you still ban feats, let us know why in the comments below. I mean, send sure, us you an can angry tell us email that. or by carry pigeon. Let us know, uh, but we'll clown you. 
I, we, we, yeah, exactly. you can tell us why you ban feats, but yeah, I mean, we might be a little, we might be a little judgmental. I can't promise that. And if you email us, I won't respond angrily. I promise. Make sure it's in comic stand so we can fully just. Matt, it's an email. You can't pick the top type. Damn it. Look. Wait, you don't have, you can't do that? In the email Wait, itself. Fi- hold on, I'm checking right now. It's not, <laughs> not a thing. It's not a thing. Shut up. Hold on. Any no, no, too late. I'm checking this shit now. Uh, who's in, I guess, yeah. Uh, close, so you absolutely can thoughts? change your fucking font in an email. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. I, is Comic Sans there? Uh, shit. Hold on. Let me check again. God damn it, Isaiah. Uh, it's yes, probably actually not. it is. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, do not do not don't don't email us in Comic Sans specifically Comic Sans. Make sure it's or do. the we know, can't gigantic colorful text. <laughs> oh my god! Highlight uh, it. You Highlight can find it. our you can find our colors. email on your on our YouTube if you're uh, if you're feeling spicy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, any anyone has uh, closing thoughts on on feats and why they like them so much? You know, no, again, no kink shame. All is welcome. Feats are awesome because they let your character do things outside of their natural wheelhouse and let them feel more grounded and or complex as characters. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, extra character customization, I think, is always general, not always, but generally good and fun. And there aren't that much more work to deal with, so it's not like a problem. And also, yeah. The level four free feat thing, that might be up for debate, but give your players feats at level one for free. There's almost no downside, if any at all, TBH. So, yeah. And yeah. according to Wizards now, they're starting to slowly implement that. Yeah, in the even, background, yeah. So even Wizards is on board with that idea. So fucking go yep. for it. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have said any, any of that better myself. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, and let us know uh, what kind of feats do you like? Do you like big feats, small feats? You know, oh you like really hairy feats? Uh, oh, wait, shit, wrong list. Hold on. I mean, do you like. Why are you like. <laughs> do you like actor? <laughs> do you like warcasters? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, was one, that list. That was the one I was looking for. That, that list, that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally Matt, not Matt, the other. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of feats? You know what? That, that is another episode. And I have feats 2, Electric Boogaloo again. Wait. No, hold on. You, you, you messed up. You're supposed to say, it's cool. No, that's your fucking thing. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, yeah. actually, oh. one last, one last important thing. Yeah. Um, you should go, if you're not, you should go, you should go subscribe to us on YouTube because Brett has been making us some spicy little shorts that don't make it into the episodes, but are quite hilarious. So you get a little extra content. Go follow us on, or not follow, what, subscribe on YouTube. Every freaking platform uses a different word for it. Like subscribe, comment, hit, hit the subscribe. I don't give a shit about the bell. other ones. Just subscribe. Bell. Just subscribe Comic. so you can see nah. Brett's immaculate creations. Bell. I don't even think the bell exists anymore. <laughs> Does the bell even exist? Hell yeah. Is this the whole thing? I think so. I, think oh, okay. still, I ignore yeah. it. I ignore it every time it's brought up. Anyway, yeah, folks. Uh, yeah. Subscribe yeah, to the YouTube. Uh, yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter and all the other no, socials. No, no, just the YouTube. I don't care about the just YouTube. YouTube's okay. Important. All right, follow so us everywhere. Follow all right, forget. Yeah, Twitter. unfollow us on Twitter. <laughs> unfollow us. No, no, unfollow. don't unhey. Whoa, 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 I didn't say unfollow. I didn't say unfollow. <laughs> Burn right, down the it. other platforms. We're gonna we're so, close this out before so, Matt starts so saying some blasphemous shit. Take us away. Take us away. <laughs> take. He's the one that has to take us away. My food. Yeah.
All right. Well, thank you, everybody, again. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 No, seriously, guys, what are, you, what are your opinions on feats? Like, I really want to know. Like, you know, no, no, right, no, just, just, no shame here. Just, no shame here. We're just, we're just men talking about feats. Brett, quick, fade us out. Fade us out. <laughs> this gets worse.